Today, by the grace of God, we we continue in our study on the theme of the year. There's so much for us to learn from this scripture. And I pray the Lord Almighty we call it to expose his word unto us in Jesus' name. Uh, last week we were looking at the Holy Spirit and we are talking about the works of the Holy Spirit. What role do the Holy Spirit play in the life of a believer so that our salvation can be assured because we have said earlier that the Holy Spirit is like an example of the oil that we need to run this race to the end. And I pray for each and every one of us we will not stop our journey halfway in Jesus' mighty name. The grace to run this race to the end, the Lord will give unto us in Jesus' name. Um, we look at some of the works of the Holy Spirit. We said last week that the Holy Spirit performed the work of regeneration in the life of a believer. Regeneration of soul. You know, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you know, there's a renewal in you. There's a consciousness in you that God is about all things. There's, there's this consciousness that makes you to know that, yes, you have committed a sin. Things that have pleasure to you before are no longer pleasures to you because you are conscious of sin. That is one of the works of the Holy Spirit. We went further and said that the Holy Spirit identified us as a believer. You know, that even the Lord Jesus Christ had a special birth. He was a child of God. It took the Holy Spirit, you know, the day he was baptized, to announce to the whole world that this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. So the Lord even identified him, you know, himself, by the Holy Spirit. He descended from heaven and spoke concerning him. So how much more we as believers today, we need the Holy Spirit to identify us as a believer. Praise the Lord. It's not just enough for some people to say this one is a Christian or for you to profess you are a Christian. The Holy Spirit needs to confirm that yes, indeed, you are a believer. And one of the ways he does that is by seal upon us. The Bible says that he seals us. So one of the works of the Holy Spirit we were looking at last week as well was the fact that the Holy Spirit seal a believer. And we explained that a seal is like a, a, a a, a form of approval, authenticity, that this one is an authentic one, you know, that when somebody put a seal on something, that means he's putting his approval on it, to say, yeah, dear, this one is really what uh, I, I, I want it to be. It's an authority that is explaining the position of that individual. So the Holy Spirit is like a seal to a believer, confirming our position in God. And we look at the example of uh, Joseph, you know, when Pharaoh was appointing him the prime minister, he gave him his ring and he pronounced that, yes, you are the one that I've appointed to be the prime minister in the land, even though you were a slave before. And we look at the example of Nehemiah as well, how the king gave him a letter to pass through all the provinces until he got to Jerusalem and he was able to rebuild the wall of Jericho. The wall of Jerusalem, sorry. Praise the Lord. So it's very important for us to, to have that understanding that a seal uh, is something that connotes approval of something. And uh, I will continue in that step today by the grace of God, by looking at examples of those God approved. You know, those that God really approved. And one example that stands out is Abraham. 
Abraham put his, uh, God put his seal of approval on Abraham to say, this is my home. Let's look at the book of Genesis chapter 18. Genesis 18. God says something specific about Abraham. In Genesis 18, 19. He says, for I know him. I know him. That if you command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the law to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. That is a testimony of God concerning Abraham. Say, I know him. I have assurance in Abraham that this is what he will do with his children. Mind you, mind you, when he made this pronouncement about Abraham, Abraham had no child. It is not that he has seen that this, the way this man is raising his children, they will be raised in the view of the law. He had no child. Yet God spoke concerning him, that I know him, that we raise, he will raise his children in the way of the law. So God is not looking at his status quo. He's not looking at the position of Abraham at that time, that this man is not, I have no child. But say, I know him. So his testimony is not based on what he has seen him doing in the life of his children. But he knew the personality of Abraham. God knows your personality. He knows my personality. He knows what I can do. He knows you more than you know yourself. He said, from your mother's womb, I what? I formed you. So he had, he had an understanding of who we are. Praise the Lord. So, no matter the position you are now, God knows where you are going to. So, if you can confirm concerning Abraham, say, I know him. And I'm praying for everyone, each and every one of us. The Lord Almighty, we have a good testimony concerning us in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, I know him. Another example of somebody that God really knows. And he put his seal of approval on him that this one is somebody I can say he is my home. That person is Job. The book of Job chapter 1 verse 8. Job 1 verse 8. God told Satan. Not anybody else. He told Satan himself. He said, And the Lord said unto Satan, As thou consider my servant Job, that there is none like him in the heart, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and eschewed evil. That was the testimony of God concerning Job as well. See, I know him. He's putting a seal of approval on Job. That Job that I know will not fail, will not disappoint me. It's a testimony of God concerning Job. So, those that God knew, those that God can actually testify of, He approves them. What can God say about you and me today? If God were to say, make a statement concerning us today, what would that statement be? Will it be a statement of approval or disapproval? May the Lord have mercy on us. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. And it is that seal of approval that the, that, that the devil sees that he cannot touch you. That's why he testified and said, Well, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know Job as well. I've tried him, I've gone around his family, I've tried his household, I've done everything, but there's an hedge around him. I cannot touch him. And the hedge around us will not be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's why we can say, Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm and to carry with if you, if you are not really the anointed there is no seal on it that scripture will not carry with and you have to understand that when the Lord talks about if he seal us he said if we seal our hearts it's the heart that God sees you know it's our heart that he sees it's not, it's not something that you, you, you can express physically no it's the heart that God sees That's why the Bible says we should guide our heart diligently. Because what? Out of it comes the issues of life. So it's not by saying, and maybe I'm wearing a, a, a heart or a calf that says, I belong to Jesus. You can wear a shirt all the time that says, I am a child of God. If God has not put that seal of approval in your heart, it's just a gown. It's just a gun. Once you remove it, that identity is not there again. Praise the Lord. And I pray the Lord Almighty will pull his seed of approval on the horse in the name of Jesus Christ. So, the first thing we have learned about the work of the Holy Spirit, huh? the Holy Spirit performs the work of regeneration. The Holy Spirit identifies us as a believer. And the Holy Spirit puts what? The seal of approval on us. The first thing which I want us to consider today by the grace of God is the Holy Spirit empowers us as a believer. The Holy Spirit empowers us as a believer. And I'll try um, and bring out some points from this by the grace of God. And God will give us understanding in Jesus' name. Uh, and maybe I should try and divine. You know, when we talk about power, it's, uh, it's all about ability. And authority. Power relates to ability and authority. So power is not just about physical strength, about your physical strength. So we should not think that when I talk about uh, the Holy Spirit empowers, doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit we 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 we, we strengthen your biceps. You know, your biceps will be so big that people will see yeah, this is the Holy Spirit is working in the life of this one. No. It doesn't mean that at all. But the Holy Spirit empowers you spiritually. The power of God comes upon you when you have the Holy Spirit in you. Power can be obtained when you occupy a position or you are given an instrument of power. If it is by biceps that is oh, the, 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 the power of God works, David will never overcome Goliath at all. If it is by the strength of man, David will not overcome Goliath. But when you occupy a position, you can have power. When you are given an instrument of power, you can have power. The Lord Jesus Christ himself 
was given an instrument of power, was empowered by God. Bible said in Acts 10 38, let's read it. Acts 10 38. God empowered him. And you cannot give power that you do not have. It's when you have power that you can delegate that power or authority. In Acts 10 38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of what? Nazareth. With the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So God empowered him. By the Holy Spirit. See how God anointed Jesus Christ by the Holy Ghost. And with power. And the Lord Jesus Christ himself confirmed that he has been given the power as well. In Matthew 28, 18. Matthew 28, 18. The Bible says, Jesus approached and breaking the silence said to them, All authority, all power of rule in heaven and where? And on earth has been given unto me. So God has given him the power. He has demonstrated the power. And he's confirming it to us that he has been given the power. And because he has the power, he promised you and me the power as well. Because he has give, been given that power and he has it, he promised us the power as well. In Acts 1 8, Acts 1 8, he, pre- he promised us that power. He said, But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit what, has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the hearts. Very bands of the hearts. Praise the Lord. So, it is prayer that has power that can release power unto you. God gave the Lord Jesus Christ the power and he himself promised us the power through the Holy Spirit. And of course, we know that the apostle had their experience at Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit of God came mightily upon them and they began to demonstrate the power of God. And I pray the Lord Almighty that the power of God will not cease in our life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So we cannot rely on physical power. And why can't we rely on physical power? Because that will make me to understand that we are not fighting physical battles. We are not fighting physical battles. You can fight physical battles with with your physical abilities. But the the battle we are fighting is not physical battle. In Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 12, the Bible made us to understand that let me just read from, from verse 12. So, for we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotism, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the war rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Praise the Lord. That's, that's what we are, we, are, we are wrestling with. 
not physical warfare. And I'm telling you, many things are happening these days that you think is physical. It's been settled spiritually. It's been settled spiritually. It's just the manifestation that we are experiencing today. And we just think, oh, it is just the law or whatever that is happening. There was a debate recently in the U.S. and in the state of Arizona. I don't know whether any of us have heard the news. And the state was trying to pass a law that would give a believer the right to say, okay, because I'm a believer and you are into, uh, maybe you are gay or whatever, and you're not, I'm not in, in uh, I'm not in tune with what you are doing, I cannot employ you. Or you cannot work in my establishment because you will be a wrong influence around me. It's his right to employ anybody he wants, but there are protests everywhere that they are discriminating. Praise the Lord. You know, and you see how it ends, but gradually, gradually, the devil is pushing his agenda to the world. And for one way or the other, we are accepting it because of human, human what? Human right. Praise the Lord. And as I used to tell people, human right did not start today. It started where? In the Garden of Eden. It started in the Garden of Eden. When the devil went to meet Eve and said, It is your right to eat this fruit. It is your right to eat the fruit. Don't let anybody deny you of it. When you eat this fruit, things will begin to happen for you. That, that was when Uman started. Not today. Started a long time ago. And the same principle is still being used today to destroy the world. The same principle. Praise the Lord. May the Lord help us Jesus mighty name. There are many things you can fight with physical abilities, but the spiritual warfare we are talking about, you need spiritual power to fight it. For example, there's something I want to just focus on today, which is something that is very common in this part of the world. And it's a battle that many people have lost. And many people's lives have been ruined because of this issue. And this issue is depression depression many people have been destroyed in the western world today because of depression you may be physically fit and exercise every day but when depression comes in it's going to break you down if you do not have the spirit of God in you this is one example of the kind of warfare that the devil is using to destroy humanity today. And what are the elements of depression? Worries, anxiety, fear of tomorrow. What's going to happen to me? And because of that, people are worried, are, are perplexed, depressed, and they go into all sorts of things to come out of that depression. Praise the Lord. Some have gone to alcoholism. They drink from morning 
tonight, hoping that when they drink, they will forget their pains. But when the alcohol clears, what happens? It comes back. Sometimes some have gone into drugs to relieve that stress. When the impact of the drugs goes away, it comes back again. It's not taken away. But when you have Christ, the pressure cannot overtake you. That's why people say a life without Christ is what? A life in crisis. I'll share an experience with you. Uh, for some of you that are, uh, may have, I may have shared this with you before in the past. You know, as a young graduate, I, God blessed me so much that I got my first job when I wasn't a Christian. In fact, I said last week here, I've never applied for, I've never looked for a job. I'm going from one job to the other. So I got my first job. I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't going to church. I was born a Muslim. So I, I didn't have any experience about going to church. But when I got, when I thought about all these things, I gave my life to Christ. And I, and I was enjoying my work. But something happened in the course of my career. The man that employed me then in Shell, you know, had to be transferred out of the country and were given another boss. And this boss came in, he wanted to create his own empire and it was very hard on all of us. And his agenda was to sack as many as he could sack and bring his own people in. And I just didn't care about it. But I never knew that my friends or my colleagues then were worried. And they were surprised that I was not worried. So one day, one lady came to me and said, Tox, I don't know what is happening here. You seem not to know what is happening. This man is going to sack all of us. I said, eh. He said, going to, the way he's going, he's going to sack all of us. I said, well, I'm not worried. I said, because I got this job when I was not a Christian. I didn't know God when I got this job. That if he's going to sack me from this job, it's because God has another plan for me. If God wants me to be here, there is absolutely nothing he could do about it. So that's why I was not worried. Because I know that if he takes me out of this place, God has another plan for me. I was not anxious about it. And the lady went away. Six months later, she came back to me. And she said, Talks, you challenged me. I said, what happened? She said, remember this incident when I talked to you about us not having uh, our job again because of this new boss? I said, yes. He said, that day, she started thinking about her Christian life. And she was born a Christian. She knew I was a Muslim. But here I am telling her about my faith in Christ. And I was not anxious about what was happening around me. But she was actually anxious. And when I look about that event, I, I realized that the point of the matter was that uh, she got that job because of her relationship with the boss that was there before. 
and because the boss has gone he was afraid because that the new boss has no relationship with her but I believe that I have the job because of my relationship with who? with God as long as God is alive he will say to me praise the Lord praise the Lord and I just want to encourage somebody here as long as God is alive you will be settled in the name of Jesus Christ no matter what is there once you have a relationship with God say he will never leave you know what? forsake you praise the Lord because you know when you, when you, when you go to some people's house you see a, different brands of antidepressant drugs they know all the names drugs that they used to do or to suppress depression it won't go away but at least they are, they are hooked to those drugs and that's what they use every day you know David was a good example of somebody who passed through a lot in his life but he drew his strength from who? from God and we can learn from him we can learn from David who overcame depressions issues of depression in his life and rose above it Let's look at the book of Psalm, you know, Psalm 34. Because when you have the Holy Spirit in you, it strengthens you from inside. You know, physical issues don't weigh you down. It says, Psalm 34, verse 1 to 8, it says, I will bless the Lord. What time? How many times? At all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, not for some time. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the law. Say, so the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name, what? Together. And if you go to verse 8, go to that time, go to verse 8, say, oh, taste and see that what? The Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Taste and see the Lord is good. And that's what is lacking today. Many have not experienced God. When you have experienced God, you know that indeed God is good. How many times? All the times. All the times. Taste and experience it. God is good. And you know, when I look at this, why, why, why is it that even at difficult times, you still find time to praise God? Because the spirit of God was in him. He was anointed, remember? He was anointed by somewhere. The spirit of God was upon him. That was why he was able to, deliver, to, to kill Goliath. And that spirit of God was still in him. Praise the Lord. In Psalm 77, Psalm 77, verses to 8. Bible for me to understand something. That when you are in, 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 in difficult situation, let your spirit commune with the word of God. When you are in difficult situation, let your spirit commune with the word of God. And you will find a word. There's nothing you are going through that is not a word for in the scripture. You will find a word that will speak to your situation. The Bible says, I call to remembrance my son in the night. I commune with my own heart. And my spirit do what? Made a diligent search. With the Lord cast off forever. And will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean, clean, gone forever? 
does is promise fail forevermore. So instead of looking for solution as we are, there is solution for us in the word of God for any form of depressing situation. Praise the Lord. Um, I, I will just use some scriptures to just highlight some of the things you can know, you can connect to when you are facing difficult challenges. As a child of God, we should not suffer depression. No matter what is coming our way. Because our God is able. Is more than able. Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 4. See, anyone who is among the living has what? Anyone who is among the living has what? Hope. Is there anybody among the living here? Praise the Lord. We are all. That's why we are hearing me. Anyone who's among the living has hope. He said, even a live dog is better off than a dead lion. And let me just explain that very well for us so that you can understand what it means. Lion and dog, the difference in them is the size. Do you understand? You know, they are both cats. Eh? Lion is not a cat. It's a cat. The dog go. Is what? A canine. Okay. Anyway, the difference between is the size. Okay? The size is the difference. Now, if you look at size as physical abilities, and, and look at, and, and, and take a look at being alive as spiritual alertness. It says, this, it says, even a live dog, a live dog, someone that is spiritually alive, is better than somebody who is physically strong but spiritually dead. Do you understand that now? Somebody that is spiritually alive, it may be of small size, but it's better than somebody that has physical strength but spiritually dead. Praise the Lord. So anyone who is among the living has hope. Number two, and that's scripture. I'm just giving you doses from the, from the scripture why you can use to say if you are facing difficult situation, speak the word of God to it. Praise the Lord. And we get there when we're talking about the word of God, you know, uh, let me just say it now. Uh, I grew up in an environment where uh, when people speak the word, back up by some spirits, you understand? You know, that word become manifested. Do you understand? You know, uh, I don't know how to put it in English very well, but if there are incantations, when they speak those incantations, you know, backed by those spirits, it begins to manifest. There are evil spirits behind those walls. How much more the word of God? If it's backed up by what? The Holy Spirit. If your word, if you speak the word of God, backed up by the Holy Spirit. So if you believe that the incantation can work, how can you not believe the word of God? Do you understand me? If incantation can work, and it, 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 it does what they ask to do, how much more the word of God? He said, my word does not come back to me. What? Void. Praise the Lord. 
in verse uh, uh, number two, number two dose against depression. In the book of Psalm 34, 18 and 19. Psalm 34, 18 and 19. It says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. See, the righteous person may have many troubles. But what? The Lord delivers him from them all. You know, as a Christian, you may have challenges. Being a Christian does not mean that you will not have challenges. Do you understand me? As a Christian, you may have challenges. But the Lord Almighty will be there for you. To deliver you from them. That's what the Bible says. That Christ said that in this world you have, you have what? Tribulations. But be of good cheers. Because I have overcome the world. You are an overcomer. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Challenges may come, but God will deliver you from them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Number three points you can look at. Nehemiah 8.10 Nehemiah 8.10 The Bible says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them of whom nothing is prayer. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord is what? Is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you, are, when, you, when you have the Lord in you, the joy of knowing God is what? Is his strength. When you read that scripture from the beginning, you realize that the children of Israel, they just read something from the book of the law. And when they read it, they were all afraid. They were sorry for themselves. And the Lord named uh, to them, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Go and marry. Don't worry. Don't be sorry for yourself. Go and marry. It can be like it to when today when you open your your what's it called? Your mailboxes. And you see bees coming Bees. Mortgage. Power. Everything coming. And you become heavy in your heart. Hey. Where will that money come from? Say go and marry. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Because many today they are afraid of opening their mailboxes because of the days that come from it. This is a word that when your spirit is alive, it comes to you in difficult situations. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 40. I'll give you another one. Isaiah 40. Another dose from the scripture. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. It says, As thou not know, as thou not hear, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the end of the heart, fainted not, neither is weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He gave it power to the vain, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You cannot be dankers when you are with the Lord. And if you look at that scripture, first time very well, you know it has 
three stages of motion. Walking, running, and flying. So they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall move with wings like what? Eagles. That's what? Flying. Hmm? So they shall run. Another state of motion. Running. And they shall walk. And if I want to, to explain it deeper. Now when you are walking, the forces against you are minimal. Do you understand? The forces that want to restrict you from running, the winds against you is minimal. Compared to when you are running. When you are running, the winds are blowing against you, the more trying to resist you. That means that no matter the level of challenge you are facing, God is there for you. And when you are flying, you are not only contending against the wind, you are contending against what? Graffiti as well. But God is saying, if you really wait on, on, on the Lord, no matter the challenges you are facing, He will see you through it. That's what He's saying simply. No matter the challenge you are facing, He will see you through it. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm agree with anybody here that is facing any challenge or the other. The Lord will see you through. In the name of Jesus Christ. No matter where I may be coming from, family challenges, spiritual challenges, secular challenges, the Lord will see you through. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I, I can testify that uh, my life is full of testimony of challenges that has come my way. And God saw me through. Things that people have thought that uh, this is the end for this guy. But God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Praise the Lord. I remember when I was in Doha, we had an experience where, uh, you know, church in Doha is a very peculiar church. We had to keep money in our house, no bank. And burglars came to my house, burgled my house, took the church money away. First of all, it's illegal for you to keep money at all. Secondly, I'm not supposed to be in Doha pastoring. I'm there on a secular assignment. Now I was filled with police query for three days. I was being drilled by the Qatar police. That would have sent me out of that country. But God made a way and quieted everything as if nothing happened. Praise the Lord. The Lord is our strength. In Jesus' name. Philippians 4. Philippians 4, fact 6. And seven. I just want us to read it from the amplified alone. Uh, I like the way uh, message put it, but because just put it on the amplified fashion alone. I think it's the second one to that. Say, so do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstances and everything, by prayer and petition, the definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace, and God's peace shall be yours. That tra- that tranquil state of a soul, assured of his salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and being content with his earthly 
lot of weather, whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison amongst God over your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Garrison, you know what garrison is? You know what do you say? Report. <laughs> guard your heart. God's peace will guard your heart. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. But with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. Be careful for nothing. The peace of God that passes all understanding, you know, the kind of people that people will say, ah, what is wrong with this one? Are you not feeling this pressure? Just like the testimony I shared about my place of work before. They felt that I was not sharing their concern about the fact that we were going to lose our job. They don't understand. The peace of God that passes all understanding. People cannot understand. With all these things happening around you, you are still living well. You are not looking depressed. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I think I, I want us to read this scripture, Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26, 3 to 4. Isaiah 26, 3 to 4. It's something that you can, we, can, we can tap into as well. See, that we keep him in perfect peace. Whose man is what? Stayed on thee. That we keep him in perfect peace. Who's, the one whose man is stayed on thee? Because he trusted in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting what? Strength. The key phrase to me here is Usman is stayed on thee. When your eyes is focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, say, Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. No matter the challenges you are facing, stay on him. God will see you through it. And I can give you an example. Peter. He was walking on water. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ walking on water. He stepped out of the boat and started walking on water as well. He walked for some time. But the Bible says that as soon as he saw the wave, the wind blowing, he lost concentration. He looked everywhere. What happened to him? He began to do what? To sink. He defied gravity before. That means when you focus on Jesus, things may be happening around you, but you'll be moving on. If your eyes is stayed on him. I invite and the eighth one I want to share with us because of our time. Is in Second Samuel 22:29. I love this one. Second Samuel 22:29. Say, You, Lord, are my lamb. The Lord turns my darkness into what? To light. The Lord turns my darkness into light. And I pray everything that represents darkness in our life, the Lord will turn into light. In the name of Jesus Christ. 